we chant uh, the Heart Sutra this morning. And the most important word is the, in the Heart Sutra is the word emptiness. And sometimes you mistake emptiness for nothingness. which means nothingness, nothing, nothingness, not existing, non-being. Shampursan um, has a book with a book that has um, the title Not Lenient. And Lenient is the, the opposite of um, be, to, to being, to be, non-being. And emptiness means emptiness. Vo abhava in Sanskrit and uh, emptiness is sinya, sinyata. has its opposite. Oh, non-being has the opposite of being. Baba. Who? Being. Being is the opposite of non-being. And emptiness has no opposite. And we have to know that in Buddhism, There is the the term right view. 
Uh, right view is one of the eight eight elements that contribute to the the path of um, um, the path eightfold path, and right view is the the correct view. Right inside, and in Buddhism. The the highest ter- the highest definition of right view is to transcend the idea of being a non-being. Right view is trans is the um trans transcend views of right uh, of being a non-being. There's a short sutra called Kati. Katiyana Kasyana Sutra, in which the Buddha def- defined right view as a view that transcends being and non-being. Being is one extreme. Non-being is the other extreme. And in Buddhism, Being or non-being are just notions that do not describe reality because reality is neither being or non-being. But in the Western um, metaphysics, they researched on on phenomenology. Being, being and non-being. Being. And so we've wasted a lot of time to prove that this is ex- this is ex- this exists or that doesn't exist. For example, we ask the question: Is God exist or not exist? From for over two thousand years, and people dispute about it, and they never come to any conclusion. Because one party say that there is God, and the other party say there is no God. But in Buddhism, for more than um, two thousand years, we say that if God is, if God is the ultimate, then God transcends. Both being and non-being, and God is neither being nor non-being, because being and non-being are just two ideas, notions. God is is the ultimate reality, and it is that is right view because it trans- transcends notions of uh, being and non-being, and it's very simple and very, very f- quick. Very fast insight. We don't have to waste our time. So, right view helps us to conserve a lot of energy and saliva to dispute with one another.
and Dikata also was very uh, confused whether there is uh, whether he is being or not being. And so he said, if he's thinking, then he must be existing. So he says, I am, therefore, I, I think, therefore I am. And so the, the, so Dikat is also caught in being a non-being. And in Buddhism, being a non-being is not the question. That's the difference between Buddhism and in the West, being and not being, that is the question. But in the Buddhism, to be and not to be is not the question. And as a practitioner, we have to practice slowly to transcend the idea of being a non-being. Because in Buddhism, we know that the ultimate reality transcends being a non-being. And that, be, that, non, that non-being and non-non-being in Buddhism is called emptiness. Because emptiness is neither being nor non-being. And in the Heart Sutra, form is emptiness. Matter, matter is empty. We have to transcend the notion of being and non-being, and we have to to erase the boundary between being and non-being uh, in order to see the truth, the real, true, true reality. In manifestation teaching, only teachings, we have the term seeds. Seeds, that everything is manifested from seeds. When it is seeds, we cannot, uh, we cannot have access to it because there's no form. If we say that if it's been or non been, the incorrect. So the nature of the seed is non being and no non being. And seeds manifest. Uh, as clouds, sky, trees, moon, stars, and everything. And this seed is, can be um, um, exemplified as emptiness. And when the seeds manifest into formation, Phenomen, phenomenon, things that we can see, uh, body, f- uh, form, um, sound, smell, taste, touch. Those are all manifestation of seeds. And we learned that all, form- all formations has the seeds in them in them it's called kwakohu that mean both the both um 
So the the effect is present with the cause, and that if we take out the cause, there's no effect. Just like when we talk about matter and energy, in our head, we say energy is something else, and matter is something else. But the truth is that between matter and energy, there is no boundary, and that matter is energy, and energy is matter. And in science, they found um, um, the non-duality between matter and energy. And in science, they can see, you can say that matter is energy, and energy is matter. And so it's the same thing when we say. Form is emptiness. Emptiness is form. It's just a different way of saying it. Matter is empty. Matter is energy. Energy is matter, and matter is not different from energy. And energy is not different from matter. It's the same exact way um, that is expressed in the Heart Sutra. Form is emptiness, and emptiness is form, and form is not. Are not different from emptiness, and emptiness is not different from form. So when we use uh, matter and energy, um, we can see very, we can understand very clearly. In science, we know that the thing that we say matter, it can become energy, and that this matter can become another matter, just like this formation can become another formation. For example. Cloud can become snow. The cloud can become a snow, but in snow or in cloud, there is the H two O, and so this sea, uh, the seed is, um, the H two O is equivalent to the seed, and the the snow and the cloud is equivalent to the ma- formation. So the cl- uh, cloud can become the snow, and the snow can become the cloud again. And and those two things they create one another. But whether it's it's cloud or snow, in its body is the element H two O, and so this is a seed, seeds, and that's formation. And and seed is emptiness, formation is form. And so, form is emptiness. Emptiness is form. Cloud is snow, and cloud is also rain and other things. And so, this matter can be converted into another matter, just like cloud can become snow, and matter can also become energy, just like the sun is. It's a It's a matter, it's a chunk of matter, but it gives off energy. The sunshine, the sunshine, or the heat, is energy, and that, and so, and every day the sun becomes a bit smaller. It wears off a little bit because, but energy is not lost. Energy becomes another energy, and so in science, they see that matter can become matter, 
and a matter can become energy, and what this energy can become another energy, and energy can become matter again. And that this one scientist has said that um, energy is matter very diluted, and so there is a non-duality between the two. So we say we can say. Matter is energy, and energy is is um, matter. And so, this is this is an example, but it's very close to um, form is emptiness, and emptiness is form in the Heart Sutra. And in science, they're knock, knocking at the door at um, metaphysics. Science want to understand the nature of all phenomena. And and sometimes they call it the sub subatomic particles, and sometimes they call it fields of forces. Look to force field, and sometimes they call it the string. As in string theory, string theory. These are the these are the nature of fun, of na uh, nature of all phenomena. So the nature of uh, all phenomena is, and it's equivalent to um, seeds. That everything is manifested from seeds, and so we said. Which that's what we call only manifestation, only manifestation. And another good thing is that science has found the law of conservation of energy. And according to this law, matter and energy are not um, do not die nor born. And according to this law. Um, This matter can become another ma matter, and that matter can become energy, and energy can become energy, energy can become matter, and nothing is dying, nothing from being to non-being, and that nothing is from non-being to being, and this is the this is the research, this is the finding of science, and the first law is thermodynamic, and that matter. And uh, energy are um, no birth and no death, and also in Buddhist in Buddhism, seeds are non non die uh, no birth and no death. And when we look deeply into all phenomena, we see that there is no birth and no death. And so, if we are a scientist, um, having a Discussion, a conversation with a, a Buddhist practitioner, uh, we can shine light on one another. So, uh, store consciousness is all the seeds. And one of the name of uh, store consciousness is st all of the seeds.
Sava Bijaka. Sava is all. Bija is seeds. So all the seeds. The seed at the energy that maintain life is um All these seeds are the store. Just like in science, the law of conservation of energy, that they, it, it maintains and it preserves it so that nothing is lost. So it's very similar to the law of conservation of energy. So, law of conservation of energy says that um, energy and matter are uh, preserved. And that in manifestation only, we say that all the seeds are preserved, and from the seeds that everything is manifested. And so, when they are in the form of seeds, or they they're manifested that we haven't seen, they call seeds. But when they're manifested that we can see, they call formation, vishnapti, the word vishnapti, which we translate as. Um, Manifestation. It means manifestation only. Reveal manifestation only. And this prefix V is to be rec- means to be recognized. It relates to consciousness. Whenever there's a prefix in front of a word. And it relates to con- consciousness. So, Vishnapti is to manifest so that it can be recognized. So, in the everything in the cosmos has has um, has consciousness in it. Because without with consciousness, how can we know and see them? Even the sun, the moon, Vishnapti. Is review is better than it's better to translate as only manifestation instead of only consciousness, and that it is non-being and no non-being, um, no uh, neither wholesome nor unwholesome. That's the nature of all phenomena, and so now we we have to learn to use the eyes of. Of a scientist, because manifestation only teaching is the teachings um, on the phenomenology. And fatu is a study that learned to look at the the manifestation, the fin, uh, the formation of. Uh, all things. It um, fabtung is, and that's why in in Western they have a term uh, phenomenology. It's equivalent to it's equivalent to fabtung, a research on on phenomena, nature of all phenomena. Um, the phenomena, phenomena, and fabtan is pneumon, pneumon, 
Nimana. And so, and so the phenomenologist, they found that consciousness always has an object, and that it cannot separate. It cannot be separated from object. And that when we talk about conscience, we always talk about the object of conscience. And this is um, similar to to Buddhism. Uh, conscience is, is always conscience of something. Consciousness is always consciousness of something. And this object, this object in Buddhism is called shuyuan, shuyuan la. Shuyuan means object of conscience of consciousness. On on the one hand, there's science that helps us to um, with the with the research finding helps us to understand that all phenomena um, in the form of matter and energy are neither birth nor death. There's uh, there's changing, there's manifestation, but there's no birth and no death. And it helps us to to erase the boundary between matter and energy. And manifestation only teachings can also use that image to to erase the boundary between seeds and formation. And in Buddhism, it's very clearly when they say that the, everything has both um, the, the seed and the fruit in it. Just like when, when it's in the cloud, there is the H2O. But even when it becomes the, the snow, the H2O is in its heart as well. It's kwakohu. That means you cannot take um, the fruit out of the the seed. You cannot take the effect out of the cause. Before we think that cause and effect are two different things, and that uh, the effect can exist outside of the cause, and the cause exists outside of the effect. But we we now know that you cannot take these two things out, and this is a a deeper uh, understanding of cause and effect. And we need to uh, erase the boundary between the cause and effect. Just like father and son, we think that there are two different people, but there is really no no boundary between them because the father is a continuation of the father from the past um, and the son is the continuation of the father into the future. And this is the reality, the truth of uh, interbeing. And so when we learn uh, manifestation-only teachings, we have to erase the boundary between cause and effect. And when we read uh, the work of phenomenology, we can also see that it is uh, their insight is very similar to Buddhism's, and that consciousness is always uh, has an object and if there is consciousness there's always an object so 
consciousness and the object of consciousness cannot be separated. And we have to learn to erase the boundary between object and, and subject of consciousness. And even uh, with the neuroscientists, they are still caught in the the the, the duality between um, consciousness and phenomena. They think that consciousness is somewhere in here, is subjective, and that it can exist independently from the f- objects out there, and that the consciousness goes outside and grasps onto the object outside, um, as if consciousness can exist without the object and object can exist without the consciousness there's a clear ba- the clear boundary between consciousness and object of con- uh, the reality outside and in manifestation only teachings we are learning to erase that boundary to see that the, there's no boundary there's no boundary between the consciousness and also the object of consciousness. And the two rely on one another to to manifest. Just like the cloud and the snow lean on each other to manifest. It's called Saha Shabucha Dungshun that means that they they coexist, um, they co-arise. Sajata co-arise, and there's interbeing. And we have another term, tương đại. They're waiting for each other to manifest. because the other exists. And in, in the original teachings of the Buddha, they use, they use very simple terms to explain the teachings. That they say, this is because that is. This this is because that is. This exists because that exists, and because this exists. So that's why the other exists. So yeah, the other, that exists, just like the left and the right. Left and right are opposites, a couple of opposites. And that they mean there's the right, there's always the left. There cannot be just the left without the right. Just like um, the up and the, 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 the top and the below, the up and the below. 
And so we come to the conclusion that we should not just wish for happiness without suffering. And this is something we have to, to understand and to learn from this winter, and that we should not imagine that uh, there is a, a realm where there is just happiness without suffering. And that we should not dream that there is just lo- there are just lotuses without the mud. This is doesn't mean that we're despa- despair. We're in despair, and that suffering can be transformed. And in Plum Village, uh, we learn things that are very simple, very but basic. That if we learn, if we know how to suffer then we suffer much less. And this is the art and the art of suffering. And overmore, if we know how to suffer, not only we suffer less, but we can make use of the suffering to create happiness. Just like we use mud to make lotuses, because suffering has has good good it's good function the good functions if we know how to process and manage suffering we can generate understanding and compassion thanks to suffering and understanding of suffering that we know how to understand and love and that happiness cannot be without the suffering and so suffering play a really important role in generating happiness. And as a practitioner, we are not afraid of suffering. Because if we know how to suffer, then we suffer less. The other person does not know how to suffer, so um, she maybe suffer one fold, but she doesn't not know, so her suffering is tenfold. So we know we have to learn how to make use of suffering to generate happiness, just like knowing how to use mud to grow lotus. And so in the winter retreat, one of the most difficult things to accept is that we should not wish there's a place or there's a, a realm where there is just happiness without suffering. This is not very realistic. Just like wanting just to have the lotuses without the mud. We just want to be strong and healthy without illnesses. There's no place like that. If we know, we can, if we know how, we can lessen our suffering, our pain. We can learn from our pain, our suffering, our sickness. And that if there's life, there's pain, there's suffering. And that for to have happiness, we have to also have suffering. And so, tương đại, an đại, tương đại, is anya, 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 tương đại. Anya, anya, tương đại. In English, it's translated as mm-hmm. 
is rude. Symmetry is, but there's another word. Reciprocative. Reciprocative. Think I? Reciprocative. Mutuality. By way of mutuality, that if this doesn't exist, then that doesn't exist. Reciprocity. Reciprocity. And this is the truth. So therefore, when we learn the Four Noble Truths, we have to see, we have to see under the, the light of Tương Đại. Mm. And the first truth is ill being, which is suffering. As, lo- as soon as we open suffering, uh, open our mouth to say suffering, then we know that that the opposite of suffering is there too. And the first truth always bring along the third truth, truth, third noble truth. Because um, suffering cannot be by itself. Because when there is suffering, there is happiness. So if we say that uh, the Four Noble Truth is pessimistic, is not correct. If we acknowledge the existence of suffering, then we know that there is the existence of something else, and that is happiness. Because when there, if there's happiness, then there's. Uh, if there's suffering, there's happiness. Just like the left and the right. If there's the right, and there's the left. And according to law of Thundai, symmetry, the law of symmetry, the first truth is that, the, the first truth is also the third truth, that if there is suffering, there is joy, there is happiness well-being. If we use uh, cessation, it's very, very uh, negative. Just like uh, um, when there is the darkness, there is the light. There's a story that I always uh, share that um, God said, a light, manifest yourself. Uh, he said, dear God, I have to wait for my brother to manifest with me. I have to wait for darkness so that we can manifest together because I cannot manifest without the darkness. And God said, why do you need to wait? Darkness is there. And light said, in that case, then I am also there because if that exists, then this exists. And so we have to see the symmetry, sym- symmetry, the repressive mutuality, 
is it is it truth and we have to see mutuality in every phenomenon that we look at and not to have a naive way naive and non-dualistic view and that if there is suffering there is happiness and the first truth always um, takes along with it the second not the third truth and then when we look into suffering we can see the second noble second noble truth um, the, the making of suffering is that we live we live um, unmindfully we live without uh, right view, right uh, thinking, right livelihood. If there is this uh, path, this path that leads to ill-being, then there is another that if there is the the path of ill-being, then there is the path to well-being. And so this is the we look at the Four Noble Truths in the light of interbeing and in the light of symmetry, mutuality. The presence of the Second Noble Truth um, brings along the sad presence of the Four Noble Truths. And the Four Noble Truth is the Eightfold Path which um, with, that has the right view which which is a view that transcends being and non-being. Uh, we, we can see that when we learn uh, alaya, store consciousness, we know that store consciousness um, preserves all the seeds. It holds all the seeds and energies and that they can manifest it into the universe. And we can see that the universe is very it's wondrous. The, the Milky Way, the the silver clouds, the yellow moon, they're miracles, the miracles of life. And and we know that store consciousness can reach can reach reality reality as as it is. Duncan is the Duncan um reality as it is is the object of object of real, object of store consciousness and, uh, things in themselves Duncan. Duncan. things in themselves reality as it is this is um this is um a mode of mode of perception that is and that and that is the nature of phenomena and store conscious 
consciousness is able to reach the things in themselves, able to touch things in themselves. It is, and that they are manifestation of the seeds from the store consciousness. And so in store consciousness, there's Dharma body. In Mahayana uh, tradition, we say that the Dharma bodies are the wonders of life. Uh, the whipping willow, the silver cloud, the yellow moon, they are wonders of life. And that store consciousness has all that in, in itself. And so... Shoyu means um, the object, the object of of store consciousness. Object of perception. And that Tang is able to reach the ultimate um, reality, the ultimate truth. And so, apart from. Contact, attention, feeling, perception, volition. There is insight, because if if it does not have insight, it cannot reach um, the it cannot reach the ultimate reality. And why didn't the ancestor teachers mention this? Then holds the soul consciousness holds the 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 truth. It has because it has access to things in themselves to the ultimate reality reality in itself that is Duncan and and the mode of its perception is called Hiyunglung mode of perception Hiyunglung is direct perception Pramana, kan, vishyana, direct perception, hiên lương. And without any error. True, true, direct. Um, a direct and correct perception. This is this is perception of mode of mode of perception of store consciousness. Is that it? It um, has it has correct, direct and true perception of the ultimate reality, and that all objects of Store consciousness as well as uh, store consciousness, um, it is it is being and non. It is neither being nor non-being, neither wholesome nor unwholesome, neither birth nor death. In Christianity, they're f- they're familiar. They're used to they're used to um, say that label God, label God. The notion of being that God is being. There is God. 
God, is, God exists. But we know that God is not just being, God is more than being. If God is just being, then who is, the, who is non-being? Who is the non-being? We have to say that God transcends both being and non-being. And there are, there are practitioners uh, in Christianity who transcend, transcends this notion. Um, people um, uh, people who are practicing, some people in the tradition of Sufi can, can, can understand this, can un- transcend the idea that God is, uh, transcends notions of being and non-being. And store consciousness is, like, is that. And the second thing is that uh, God is goodness. And the things that are not goodness, uh, are they not belong to God? Like beautiful spring, it belongs to God. But the coldness of the winter that make people die, is it not God? then God is not everything. But if God is the goodness, then why did He create things that we see that are not so good? Uh, this morning in the Upper Hamlet, Brother Fabio um, guided the touching of the earth and said that he read from the, the text, touching of the earth text, he said, We are very lucky, dear Buddha, that we look out and we see that animals are eating one another. Like the, for example, like the snake eat the frogs or insect or the, the tiger eats deer. But for me, I eat vegetarian food. I feel very lucky. The Buddha, Bodhisattvas, Are those who are who do not have the heart to eat the flesh of of uh, other beings, and so when we see animals eating one another, we know we see that it's not wholesome. It's not good. It's not goodness. There are other natural disasters such as tsunami, hurricane. Why did God create all this? And this is a big. This is a big problem in in um, Christianity. That if God is uh, goodness, why did He allow all these uh, evil things to happen? In the meanwhile, consciousness is undetermined. Strong consciousness is the base of everything. It's neither wholesome nor unwholesome. It's undetermined. Just like the the idea of uh, goodness and evil, it's, it belongs to the notions of, of a human being. Just like the notion of purity and impurity. And that the, this idea that belongs to Uh, human, it's not consciousness, it belongs to, it's not store consciousness, it belongs to mind consciousness. 
Store consciousness is the foundation. It's called the base, the root consciousness. And uh, neuroscientists called it background consciousness. Uh, and physics calls um, sub- store consciousness is much bigger. It it's the whole universe, and store consciousness as well as the nature of the whole cosmos is neither be good or, or bad. It's neither pure nor impure. Neither be nor non being, and the pair of opposite truths are suffering and happiness, pure and purity, being and non being, belongs to mind consciousness and not store consciousness because store consciousness is undetermined. Voki means neither wholesome nor unwholesome. And so in the the work, the 30 verses, um, okay. when a human being is born, it's uh, then her her nature is it's undetermined. It means that the soul consciousness is is undetermined and we 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 we're born into the world and we see all this suffering and we create all this mental construction and so there's some theologians who reflect and look into themselves and they see and understand that god uh, they understand that god as um, clo- a closer the, the, the truth of God is closer to, to, to reality. And that uh, for a long time, Christianity, um, Christianity sees God as a man and never as a woman. It's always he and never she. It's all in our head. But God transcends all those things. God is neither man or woman, female or female, man, there are notions in our head. If God has the image of God, then God is very young because he, human uh, manifests very, very early. Um, the human species exists very early on this planet because there are uh, beings that exist um, much longer than the human species. And so the idea of God prevents us from seeing God. And so if we want to see God, we have to take away all these notions. And among them are notions of being and non-being, wholesome and unwholesome, pure and impure. And in manifestation only teaching, it's very clear that store consciousness is neither wholesome nor unwholesome neither peer nor impure, neither being nor non-being. And this morning when we chant the Heart Sutra, it's, it's, it's that teaching that the, the nature of phenomena is no birth, no death, 
neither uh, peer nor impeer. And we know that without a great wisdom, how can store consciousness come in touch with a reality as it is, things as they are? So, so it has direct and true perception of reality. Manas cannot cannot come in touch with things as they are, with the ultimate reality. Manas only uh, grasp onto a part of um, store consciousness. Which part? The 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 teachers uh, of um, manifestation only do not agree with one another about which part of store consciousness that manas grasp grasp onto. But in the sutra, we see very clearly that there's an insight called view of the body, view that manas, first of all, um, sees this body as as itself. It's called tangking, And in the body, there is uh, the feeling, perception, mental formation, and consciousness. The five skandhas. The five skanda in the store consciousness is wonder. It's a, it's wondrous. It's as wonderful as as the white uh, silver cloud and yellow moon, but according to Manas, it says, the first skandha is me. And so, five skandhas in the eyes of Manas, it's called uh, the five skandhas of attachment. It's not... um, the wondrous five skandhas, but it's the the attached, deluded five skandha. So five skandha with the under the eyes of manas, the the seventh consciousness, it is a possession. And so manas is also called a a the the alaya is called. The beloved, or the lover, not the beloved, the beloved, and Manas is the lover. And stroke consciousness is called the root consciousness. Um, Manas is called the the lover. And that every day it, it grasps and it holds on to this body and it says, a part of Alaya and says, this is me. It holds on to part of Alaya and it says, this is me. And that's the lover. It's Manas. And so Manas 
cannot reach the the ultimate reality. It cannot reach things in themselves. It holds on to a reality as um, reality as it is, and it creates an image of that reality, and so it's called d e i c h i k a n Doi means to 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 carry with it, and chuk is the nature and kan is object of perception. So doi chukan is like representation, view of representation. For example, like a camera. We we take a, the the image out there is called reality as it is, but the image we take in a camera, <laughs> we take a picture of of this t o k i h a n shooting a camera. I mean, shooting an image, shooting an image. We when we shoot an image. We look at the image, but this image is not reality, and the reality out there is four dimension. According to Einstein, reality has four dimension, but we don't take that. When we take, we shoot this picture. It has only two rea- two dimension, and this image is a distorted image of reality. It's called Deutsch. It's just only a representation of. The reality, and we have a camera in our head, in our brain, and in the back of our brain, there is there's a lobe. It's called occipital lobe. lobe. Occipital lobe, and this part that has a part that receives all the images. Images that goes through our eyes. Its, it's area. It's called the. It's an area that receives all shapes in image, and it's used and by another part of secondary, visionary area. Secondary. Um, Vision, visionary area. So there's a camera in the back of our, our brain that it receives uh, information, images, and it brings all this information and images and create an image. And in manifestation only teachings, we say that the six consciousness, which is The mind consciousness and the first five sense consciousnesses. Maybe for the first second, it has it can reach a reality as it is. It reached um, the the, but then the second second, it's the the second second the second second. Um, it it loses its the the things as 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 um, as it is, but it has only a representation, 
of that reality. For example, we see someone, we love someone, we love that person, and that person is her, her own nature, her own reality, but the person that we love is not really not the person in, in herself, but it's only an image of that person. And at first when we love, we see that this image we have of that person is more beautiful than the person herself. And we create and we imagine a lot. We use a lot of mental construction. And, and because of mental construction that things are not um, as, as they are, things in themselves anymore, but they're just a representation of of and so the object of love of the lover of manas is is um, represent domain of representation a representation this body this body and it belongs to me and everything else is not me but this me is made of the non-me element Manas does not see that. Manas cannot, uh, is not, uh, is covered. Manas is covered. Store consciousness is not covered up, but manas is covered up because it is covered up. It cannot reach reality as it is things in themselves. It only has a representation. And the perception that it, it, it reaches, it's a representation. For example, when from afar we see a uh, smoke coming up, uh, we thought it was we thought it's clouds, cloud. But the truth is, there's someone, there's something is being burned, and the smoke comes up. But and when we look at um, the cl- the the cloud, the smoke, we think it's cloud. It's a direct perception, but it's an erroneous, erroneous perception, and it's a it's direct, but it's erroneous. It, it, when it's a direct, if it's a direct perception, but has the but it's the truth, then it's called a right direct perception. True, true perception, but if it's a direct perception, but it's wrong, then it's erroneous perception. And manas has a wrong perception that this is me, and everything else is not me. This body is me, and this environment is not me. But we learn that the the retribution, the irrevocable. Retribution has both the body and the environment. And that this body is, is, is nourished, is sustained by the environment, by the, 
the moon, by the sun, the wind, the air, and that without the body, there's no environment, and without the environment, there's no body. But Manas does not see that. Manas always see that this body is it's itself. It tries to like protect, to care for this body, to um, pamper the body. It, it seeks pleasure and avoids suffering, and so there's a lot of airs in it. And so it represents uh, the mud, and that when there's there there's life, there is manas, there is the mud. And so, according to psychoanalysis of Freud, um, the id is simple, but in 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 manifestation only, we say that um, it is much very broad and that there is the object and subject and that it comes it's it's a it's this energy that comes from the seed in the store consciousness, the seed of vitality that wants to continue wants to go forward. And so um, one of the one of the mental formation that has that works with store consciousness is vitality and also insight. But if there's insight, there's concentration and mindfulness. Store consciousness, the capacity to preserve all the seeds. It's like a hard, it's like a hard drive. It mem it remember everything. And and so. And so if we say that mm, store consciousness goes along with the five mental formations, then it's not correct because it also goes along with the five particulars, which is intention, determination, mindfulness, concentration, and insight. And with insight, that store consciousness is able to come in touch with the things in themselves. And store consciousness is the is the sub, in the subconscious and that it works with the central nervous system with the autonomic nervous system and it uh, harmonizes uh, our, our body functions our body functions um, that mind consciousness does not all do all this work. It's the store consciousness that that works with the autonomic um, system, nervous system to do to regulate all these uh, function, all these bodily functions in our body. And so, it knows how to. Um, it has the homeostasis. It knows how to regulate and balance uh, the, the the interior landscape. Uh, mind co- and that is the work of store consciousness. Mind consciousness cannot do that work. Mind consciousness sometimes it gets so dispersed. It thinks about this and that. And 
and we cannot know the working, the 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 work of straw consciousness, and the Levy Levy Professor Levy uh, translated that that. that we cannot know the work the function the work of store consciousness while we sleep uh, while we um, store consciousness take care of everything it takes care of digestion it takes care of our heart rate there's nervous There's um, their their nerves that that helps to stimulate or inhibit. When it's needed, it stimulates the neurons. When it's needed, it inhibits the neuron in order to create a, a a to regulate and harmonize the body function. And so we have a song that the five skandhas. Working in harmony, and that work is is done by is carried out by store consciousness. In brief, store consciousness has insight, it maintains all the seats, it holds everything, it has mindfulness because. It has it has concentration because without concentration it cannot do all this work. And concentration in the Theravada tradition, it's it's um it's one of the it's one of the it's a it's one of the five universals. And that the in there in the Theravadan tradition, the you know the five universal mental formation has uh, vitality and concentration in it. So we draw a circle to represent um, store consciousness. And this little circle inside represents the body. And another circle, another small circle inside, the big circle represents the environment, the mountain, the rivers. Between these two things, the body and the environment, we know that the water, the air, the heat in the environment goes into the body. There is the input and there is the output. They are mutually uh, working together. And we can see the mutuality between the two. Without the body, there is no environment. Without the principle of retribution, there is no locality. 
For example, this, in this body, there's the ears, the eyes, the organs. For example, this is the eye. And this is an image. And from the seed, from the seed, um, the eye is manifested. And from that seed, uh, manifested as an image. And this is sense organ and the eye and sense object, which is the image that the eyes receives. And based on the based on the the organs and the sense the object, there is the subject and object. The subject is like it's like it's like the image image outside and the and the th- so object the 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 organs and the object outside are come together to manifest uh, the subject and object of of seeing of consciousness because without one there's no other and both are mm, mutually uh, waiting for one another to manifest. The subject and the object of, uh, of consciousness rely on one another to, to manifest. It's called Gohu. Gohu E. E is the foundation. Ashraya, the foundation. Everything has its foundation. Because this is because this is that's why that is they coexist we can also use the term tương đại tương đại mutuality the foundation of of uh, symmetry or mutuality and the object of Consciousness, Alambana, is called which is the object. Yuyang uh, is condition, and Shouyang is object. So, so the object cannot exist without. 
So the subject cannot exist without the object. So, object is one condition for the subject, but without the object, there's no subject. And we can also see that without the object, there's no subject, because the object relies on the subject to manifest. And the subject also relies on the object to manifest. Nang Yun Yun is a term that the ancestral teacher did not did not use because one is object as condition, the other one is subject as condition. Because without the subject, there's no object. And both are inter interconnected, interbeing. Both both are symmetrical, and that nang yu yuing um, cannot exist without the shou yuing yuing. The object cannot exist without this object, and that from the seed. That manifested as formation is called chung um, the foundations of seeds. And every consciousness are manifested from the seeds, and every consciousness has both. Both um, its its foundation, its base. If there's no film, then the image cannot go in. So the film and the image goes together in a camera. And the third object of um, the third object is called Dop Ankan. It means it's only mere images, domain of mere images. For example, in a dream, we see the mountains, the river, we see our friends, our enemies. They're just images and not reality. They're mere images. There's a misunderstanding that existed from the time of Ngai Huyen Chan. Say that Dok Ankan is is the object of manifested from 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 subject that we we imagine. We imagine the object, and it, the object doesn't really exist, and this violates the the teachings. 
and Taiyuan Zhang transmitted to Tai Huika a verse that described the situation. Tai Huika is a very uh, good disciple of Tai Huian Zhang. Bức tùy tâm, tánh cảnh bức tùy tâm. Reality cannot rely on the mind. Things, reality as it is. We have to uh, look again, check again this this verse. We know that Vasubandhu, uh, who was in the fourth or the fifth century, uh, and cre- and created the thirty verses on the mind, a manifestation of the teachings, and his older brother. Uh, also talked about um, store consciousness, and that is the classical, classical manifestation teachings. But in the seven, seven, six or seven century, there are other teachers that came into being who, who specialize in. In phenomenology, and they introduce this uh, the three the three objects of consciousness, as well as the perceptions, the realms of realms of perception, as well as uh, we only we have only studied uh, the direct uh, perception and also. The erroneous perception. And uh, the three modes of perception and the three objects of perception. 
and this is a gata or the the, the verse that he had that the Tai Yuanzhang had transmitted to Tai Quicker, and the first line means that the object, the object of the reality as it is. Is not dependent on the mind. It is as it is. It it that reality things as it is does not change because of the mind. And the object, the. The object of mere images are manifested from from the subject, from the subject of consciousness. That it does not need the object of perception, and that it comes from 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 the inside. And this verse violates the. Uh, teachings of uh, symmetrical um, mutuality, um, the symmetrical existence of subject and object. And in the thirty, the and the sutra of the. The the words, verses. It says, "Tan te king yuk dau dap." That is only a, a repetition of the verse uh, given to Master Quaker, and we know that. Perception always have the subject and object. The subject is called taxana, and the uh, the subject is taxana, and the object is minita. And that we learn so many times that both of them manifest together at the same time. But when we talk about mere representation, domain of mere images, that um, That the that the object is um, is relies on the subject, and it does not need the object of perception. For example, we imagine a turtle that has hair, that has fur, or a rabbit that has horns. These are typical images.、Um, how can a rabbit has horns, or how can a turtle has fur? These images are really creation of the mind. They don't exist in reality. This is called tung tung kim. That the image is coming out, coming out of the subject.、Um, And that the domain of new images、uh, comes 
comes from the subject of perception and that it doesn't need object of perception. But the truth is, there is some kind of stimulation in the central nervous system that that the image in our our hard drive. Uh, the the image um, comes up because if it does not come up, then how can we remember or have these images? So there is some kind of stimulation that helps to manif- manifest, and that and that it manifested it re- manifested as subject. But it also relies on the object, uh, the object in the store consciousness. Otherwise, this verse will violate the law that both subject and, manif- and object manifest together. And so, the seeds manifested into subject and object, and both subject and subject and object rely on each other to exist. But if we say that this, this, um, if we rely that this image is only manifest from the subject and not the object, then it's not correct. If we haven't understand, we will understand it later on. Good luck. <laughs> 